Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 233. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we celebrate the new year in whatever limited fashion that we can. I'm your host, Nagin Farsad, and I'm I'm going to carb load for New Year's, which is really exciting for me. Um, but I have some really great discussions coming your way. So let's get into it about New Year's. So if you're probably hearing this episode um, while you're gearing up for rip-roaring New Year's Eve, not celebrating in a large group. Uh, so I wanted to take this opportunity to reminisce about New Year's past and share ideas for how we can make New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and New Year's Week um, meaningful. So joining me to talk about this today are Sina Ghaznavi. Hey, Sina. Hello. Happy New Year's. He's also the host of the podcast Fraudsters. And Liz Winstead. Hey, Liz. Hey, Nagin. Hey, Sina. You can see Liz's new uh, special, uh, Corona Borealis, on Vimeo On Demand. Um, thanks so much for joining me. And I just wanted to start by asking, do you have like a New Year's memory, Eve, day, whatever, era, um, that, that's particularly striking to you? Yeah, before so before I started doing I do a big annual comedy show yearly wrap up every year. Uh so that's what I do on New Year's Eve, but my most memorable New Year's Eve before I started doing that, this was incredible. 
a friend of mine invited me to her home in Vermont and rented a sleigh. And (laughs) at midnight, we wrapped up in blankets and did a sleigh ride through the mountains with this big moon. And we had a big bottle of Jägermeister and we just took shots (laughs) of it. And we just went like going through this beautiful winter thing. And then afterwards we went to their house and ate stew. And it was like so incredible. Wait, I have a question about this sleigh. Um, Was it, is it that some, that a horse is pulling a sleigh? Yes. A horse is pulling a sleigh with six of us on it. And we're going through the paths of the mountains in this, in the, we're all bundled up. And it's just like this beautiful snow covered Vermont mountain sleigh ride with Jägermeister. (laughs) And it was insane. (laughs) Wait, that sounds insane because also, so was, did someone have expertise in the, in the, in the management of this sleigh? Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. The guy's like a sleigh person. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. 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 Cause I, I, this is, I grew up in the desert. So this is very far from my area of expertise. It sounds like, it just sounds like you're describing you know, a scene in citizens in Citizen Kane. Like it doesn't it's sound like a whiteness. real. It was peak whiteness. It was like Vermont <laughs> and white people and like all wrapped up and Jägermeister. I mean, we didn't. The only thing that the made Jägermeister it not is what brings skin. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the Jägermeister brings a a fratty element to the affair that I did not expect. Actually, when Here's you started the, the story, frat people stole Jägermeister yeah. from <laughs> those of us who were using it to survive in Longwood. Can I tell so you? I resent. There was a period of my life that I want to say was 2012, where I would I was convinced that Jaegermeister Jaegermeister is a digestif for the record. And so I was convinced that it was really good for my stomach after like a heavy meal. <laughs> so I would go out with my friends or whatever and then we would end up at a bar and then we'd and then I would say, "Um yes, I'd like a Jaegermeister, um but I would like it in like an elegant fashion. I'm not some sort of finance bro that's ordering a Jaegermeister right now. This I'm using it as a digestif." And I would give this speech to the bartender <laughs> every time I did this for like six months like a lunatic but i do want to say that it it did have a calming effect on my just like a nice sip and a nice small glass a sifter <laughs> snifter of jägermeister did have a, a, a warming calming effect on my stomach okay cena <laughs> well, <laughs> now man, that you know about my history with jägermeister yeah I what is your i can't beat a sleigh ride i have like more of a new york moment kind of memory for mine uh new year's you know i used to do a comedy show on new year's and then we kind of stopped because it was just too crazy we were just too drunk at the show which i guess is the point but then <laughs> i remember going to one of those rooftop uh overpriced all you could drink things where they got a dome on the top of the roof and it's like a party and we're all coming down after the ball has dropped and everything um, and it's uh, downtown, uh, kind of near NYU area. And I remember seeing a group of people out at the corner. You know, people are just like meandering everywhere after midnight in New Year's in Manhattan. And I see a guy cross the street and a cab hits him. I mean, I talk, the cab hit the guy. His <gasps> legs went straight up in the air. He comes down, hits the hood of the car, rolls off. And the, the driver pops out, and we're, my friends are like, oh, my God, this man's dead. This man's dead. 
I kid you not, this man stood up immediately. The man who was just hit stood up, got in, stood up, walked to the side of the taxi cab, opened the back seat door, the, the passenger door, got in and said to the guy, take me to the hospital. He's just, he just said, and the, the, the taxi cab driver was still outside of his car looking he at was what, a, He just didn't know what to do. He was like, okay, I guess I'm taking you to the hospital. Oh my this God. This was an elaborate way of hailing a cab. I didn't know that people went to such lengths to hail On a New cab. Year's Eve in New York, it was Park, a, I believe that that is yeah. true. They take the meters out, and it's just like, you're freezing and drunk and have the wrong shoes on it. It's like $150 to take you two yes. bucks. So I believe that, that you're you correct. Never seen such strength out of a New Yorker before. So that that's, I was, oh I was really God. trying to find some like heartwarming one, but that memory is burned into my mind for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. I don't, it's funny. Well, your, your experience of doing the rooftop parties reminded me of this time I was in Cuba. It's not a big deal, guys. I have a passport. <laughs> and I was in Cuba. Did I mention Cuba? And, um, and the, the thing with Cuba is that there, I can't remember what they're called, but there's like pal- paladier or something. There's these like private restaurants um, that are now like legal. And and this was, uh, you know, this was around the time. This was like 2015 or something. It was, Obama mentioned that, they're, that we're formalizing relationships with Cuba. We're going to open the border. You're going to be able to travel. And I immediately, it was like the first thing I did was like, we're going, like book travel. Um, because I was like, before we ruin Cuba, I have to see Cuba. Um and we went to this restaurant. It was on. So the thing with Havana is that a lot of a lot of, of Havana was sort of abandoned during, you know, the the, the civil, the, you know, the unrest or whatever. Um, this with the revolution, the revolution. And um, and so there's a lot of, you know, it, you'll see these high rises that used to be, you know, the pièce de résistance, but now they're sort of like half abandoned or whatever. I mean, it, it's it's fascinating. It's wonderful. I had a great time. Um, and so one of these restaurants was like on the 26th floor of one of these high abandoned sort of pseudo abandoned high rises, and. We get in and the elevator, because of the other thing about a lot of Cuba, it's that it's a bit, it's dilapidated, but like in a wonderful way. <laughs> it's dilapidated in a wonderful way. And charming, charming, dilapidation. And we get in the elevator and the elevator stops, like, oh. you know, in between floors, somewhere between one and 26. And I am panicking my face off. And I, you know, and then we're, we're just there for like five minutes, not knowing. There's no clear thing for like an alarm button. And I was just like, oh, my God, we're a couple of Americans, like, stuck in an elevator in Cuba. No one will find us, and it's over. And then finally, the the elevator started moving. We went up, had dinner. It was lovely. (laughs) Um, And then I was just too scared to get back into the elevator. So then we walked down, like, 26 flights of stairs. Um, So, anyways, for some reason, you're – but it was – 26 Cuban flights of stairs, which made it a little eh, cool, a little dangerous. You know what I mean? That's a good story. Put it on the edge. Just, it's, yeah, it's not. It's it's a story that's neither here nor there. It's mostly to indicate what a worldly person I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my question for you both is: Now we're going to have a different type of New Year's. Is there anything you're planning? And I, you know, I think people put too much pressure on the night. I don't really give a shit about the night. I do kind of like 
celebrating the change of the year in general. Like what, you know, you take a few days to kind of get, 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 get comfortable with 2021 or like have some expectations of it or have some hopes for it. Um, what are you planning on doing uh, this year to kind of make it special? Um, my wife and I are going to cook dinner here and uh, I think just just try to have a moment for us. We're actually I don't know. I, I'm telling you this now on the show. We're actually moving to California uh, in January. And so, <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and so this will be our last what? New Year's in New York here. The so. last hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I'm just going to, I guess, break a bottle of champagne in my own home. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so. Liz, any plans? I am. I'm sort of carrying on my own tradition of doing this massive year in review show. So on New Year's Eve, I am asking people to watch um, my my special because it is a recap up until like just post-election. And then I'm going to do a live like here's the rest of the year that we're all going to talk about um, and finish off the year uh, by sabering it. Uh, and then um, I'll do that. So that's my plan. Where is it? Where Where do we see it? How do we see um, it? I have. I, I gotta. I gotta figure, figure out. Figure it out. Okay. It. It'll be some. It'll be some Zoom. Some Zoom situation. Party, yeah, yeah, Zoom yeah, yeah. Situation yeah. that I'm gonna figure out. So yeah. if you, you want to know more about it, um, you know, just follow me on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. I have no particular plans myself. I just um. You know, I do like to sort of like write down some stuff that I hope for for 2021 um, from the granular to like the super big, you know, and global. Um, I uh, I and and then, you know, so one thing that we've we've done for many years now is like write down those things and then like burn them um, outside in like a safe container. And, um, and, and then just have that kind of energy go into the world, uh, of like these, these hopes that we have. Um, and it's funny because it's like, I don't really, I don't year to year, like, I don't remember what I was hoping for or whatever. I mean, it's always something good, you know what I mean? But, um, but I like the, the, the act because it's sort of just, um, kind of, helps me bring in the new year with some kind of intentionality and, and optimism. And I think, you know, with the year that we've all had, man, wouldn't it be nice, uh, to, you know, to, to try and bring it in with some optimism, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. We need as much as we possibly can after this year. Yeah. I mean, holy fuck. Um, So folks, uh, Sina and Liz, thanks so much for joining me on this New Year's Eve. And can you tell people where to find you? Yeah, you can find me at Sina now, S-E-E-N-A-N-O-W on all social media, even on TikTok. You can find me on TikTok. Uh, I don't really do anything on TikTok, but it's fun. I think everyone should be on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Weird TikTok plug on the show. (laughs) Okay, Liz. (laughs) Uh, you can find me at Liz Winstead. I spell my name with two Z's on all the socials. And uh, follow Abortion Front uh, on all the socials and especially on TikTok because we are nailing it on TikTok. Oh, amazing. Weird, continual TikTok plugs here on Fake the Nation. Um, all right, folks, that was uh, Sina and Liz and me and uh, Happy New Year. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to share our funniest memories. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Today's show is sponsored by Pros. This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care, I tried the skin care just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, Um, Like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, The other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that, but we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of 
personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, and this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh harshness for like many years because when I saw this cleanser I was like oh is this what it's supposed to feel like it's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face that's not what I've been doing so I don't know guys and here's the thing you don't have to take my word for it in a third-party double-blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study um, which is like the gold standard for research studies Pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives, which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it. Just it makes common sense. Pros are so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% of your first subscription order at pros.com slash Fake the nation um, will be taken off. That's pros.com slash fake the nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Uh, again, that's pros.com slash fake the nation. Go and get your just super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash fake the nation. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that uh, teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. 
Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Folks, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I tried other services that I was displeased with. And then a neighbor of mine was trying Factor. I had pulled them aside in the hallway and I was like, what are you feeling about this Factor? And they were like, it is delicious. You should definitely do it. So then me and my husband did it and we loved it. They are chef-prepared meals that arrive to your door, and then in two minutes, you could be eating them. Like, it's so simple, and they're actually delicious. And for people like me who just sometimes, my schedule can be so maniacal between traveling in different cities and, you know, doing stand-up gigs. It's like I just don't have a typical schedule where I can plan, set aside time for cooking and all that stuff. So something like Factor really helps for me. The other thing that I love to do is try not to eat carbs. (laughs) So they have a keto option, which is fantastic. It's super delicious. They use premium ingredients. You can get stuff with like filet mignon and shrimp and truffle butter and broccolini and asparagus, right? Like real ingredients. They're no fuss, no mess meals. Um, They eliminate the hassle of having to prep. They're tailored to your schedule. Um, You can customize your weekly meals. Uh, with flexibility, you can pause or reschedule. I've actually done that. I've pa- both paused and rescheduled. Um, Factor is basically your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. We're celebrating Earth Day all month long. And look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should head to factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 and use the code fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code fakethenation50 at factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And we're ready for the next topic. Folks, I'm joined by host of the NPR podcast, Ask Me Another, and all-around wonderful comedian, Ophira Eisenberg. Hey, Ophira. Hi, Nagin. Um, And today, me and Ophira are just going to exchange to like two dumb stories, funny stories <laughs> from our lives. Um, and we make no uh, promises that they're funny to other people, but they are funny to us. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Fair I'm enough. Lowering, Thank you. I'm lowering expectations. No, I like that because sometimes what go, what makes you laugh in your little head from your right. life doesn't everyone necessarily else is like, work. Good. All right. Exactly. Uh, Ophira, what is your funniest memory? Okay, you know, this is the one that literally just pops into my brain every once in a while and makes me laugh out loud okay. when I'm just wandering around. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, I, I just really idolized and look up, looked up to my brother, my older brother. Yeah. Just thought he was the coolest, even though he teased me a lot, but I just really admired him. And uh, I remember this one time that we went to the dentist, as we would. My mother would take us both to the dentist at the same time. Okay. And it was discovered that my brother had a cavity, which was a big deal 
because we are a kind of a no-cavity tolerance kind of family. Yeah. Anti-cavity, got it. Anti-cavity. We all had a very intense dental regime, so he had a cavity. He had to get a filling. And, of course, you know, we were told at the time, very painful. This is a big deal. Cavity filling, very painful. Yeah. Back, I feel like the technology has changed, but this is back a while ago. Uh, but he in the, put in on the this, early two thousands when in you the were early two thousands. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and he put on this, you know, big thing about how he was. He didn't. He was only going to have a little tiny bit of the, you know. Uh, Lidocaine laughing gas and the yeah. Novocaine uh, because he was super strong and he was like fierce guy. And I was like, yeah, he's super strong. He's fierce guy. He's even good to get a cavity with very little of the pain stuff. Uh, <laughs> and I guess, and I, I just had a teeth cleaning. And then we, it, just him and I left the office together because my mother was waiting for us in the car. And we left the office. We're in a professional building. Uh, and you know, he, I was like, how was it? Did you, were you really like, did it really hurt? He was like, it was really hard. It was really painful. But you know, I just had a little tiny bit of the Novocaine because it was so intense. And I was like, wow, he's so strong. I admire him. He's so fierce. And then as we are walking to the elevator, he goes one minute and he opened up the door to the emergency exit stairs and puked, <laughs> closed the door. <laughs> and he was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I have so many questions, which is that how old were you guys in this story? I mean, I feel like I was like nine. And so and he, he was maybe... have, and he was like 14, 15. Okay, got you. So did anyone, what happened to the vomit? Like, does the vomit just sit there for the rest Sadly. of eternity? Sadly, someone eventually discovered the vomit and someone would be called to then clean up the vomit. Yes, that part of the story is sad. And I Wait, am sorry I... to whoever had to deal with that. But like the person who alerted the authorities was not either of you. That's what I'm saying. No, no. Is, as children, no, no. did you take responsibility for the vomit in any way? Oh, no. I couldn't even believe what happened. And he was clearly just so mortified and wanted to stick to his brand of being uh, super cool, being super cool that we just he just puked. And we left. But, okay. <laughs> a puke and leave. I don't know if you've ever seen anyone do a puke and leave. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like a, a drive-by puke. Did, okay, here's my question, though. Did you say anything to him after? Or did he say anything after? Like, was there, what was the conversation after the puke? Oh, no. My family is not one of conversations about okay. things like these. <laughs> this is just something you take in and you go, that happened. And we will never speak of it again. But I did bring it up to him not that long ago. We yeah. were uh, back home. I was back home. And I said, you know what goes through my mind every once in a while? Uh, and I thought, you know, sometimes you have these I, these memories and the other person doesn't. Yeah, like they, yeah, they, don't, they yeah. mean nothing. But he totally remembered that. Yeah, uh, a meaningful a, puke a meaningful in front puke. of your and sister that, that was, you're trying to act all cool around. And he, yeah, he was so afraid to admit, even to himself, that he couldn't handle it. Like that it was actually <laughs> way too intense. Um, no, I love that. I also, I, I remember once um, Ophir and I were having dinner with some other people and people were exchanging childhood memories. I don't know if you remember this. And, and someone was ex saying about their childhood how like fun how much fun they'd had <laughs> and I was just like I we didn't as a family we didn't do anything fun 
<laughs> right? Like fun was not a part of my childhood. And you were like, fun was definitely not a part of my childhood. Like we both bonded over how like fun yeah. was not something that our families believed in. <laughs> no, low priority, low priority. Very low priority. It was really just about the struggle and fucking getting there wherever there was. And That's like, right. And yeah. having basic needs met. And having basic <laughs> needs met non-joyfully. Non-joyfully. Oh, no. If By the way, and if you were experiencing joy, be careful because God will take that away from you. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think I think uh, it's it's like the the Jewish family mentality meets the Muslim immigrant mentality in a beautiful apotheosis of totally no fun. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And my parents were immigrants, too. And and my mother, like, lived through World War II as a teenager. And oh, my well, father that, that fought in World that. War II, but for oh, Britain because he was from Israel. So anyways, they totally had a, a whole, um, yeah. Immigrant, was, Jewish, joyless. World War II, <laughs> Depression era, all yes. of everything. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 totally. That's awesome. Oh, um, no, exactly, because my, okay. my parents functioned all the time as if everything was going to fall apart at any moment. Okay, I am going to share with you my funny memory. And is um, so I shared another fam funny memory last week. Um, and this is the other one that competes with that one for like what I always think of. Um, I was one, and I actually told this on um, on another podcast a while ago. The the uh, Sklar brothers, um, so you can hear me do it another in another way. <laughs> um, but I okay, so I um, was uh, my I was at Columbia for grad school. Not a big deal. It's not something I'm bragging about. It's just a reality. Just anyway, the truth. And, <laughs> so I was at Columbia, and my friend was at Harvard, and the two of us were in a doing a co production type project thing. Um, between the two schools or whatever. So I had to go to um, Harvard to have a meeting with like the Harvard team and I was on the Columbia side. And um, anyway, so <laughs> just a bunch of elite shitty people involved. No, and this is like one of my best friends who's like, it's funny because we were like, you know, multi, she's black. I'm like uh, brown and Muslim and together we were like a weird group of people. Um <laughs> I go to Harvard and she picks me up from the train station and she's like, let's get some sandwiches before we get into the meeting. Um, and, you know, and it's really, it was really cold out. And, and she's like, yeah, we'll just go. We'll eat them there, but just pick them up and I'll stay in the car um, so I don't have to find parking. And I was like, sounds great. So I see so she parks in the store, the sandwich shop. I walk in, I get these sandwiches and it had snowed or something in Boston. Um, it was really, really cold. I remember this. And I grew up in the desert, right? And I come outside and I was like, oh, fuck, like the snow. This is like annoying terrain to walk on with bags of sandwiches. And so I'm just really slowly taking step by step by step on this ice and snow. I'm so scared. <laughs> I don't know where you think the story's going over here. But the, I'm so scared, right? Because I, I get, even though I've been living on the East Coast for many years, I still have a hard time walking in anything that isn't just a sunny day. Um, and so I'm like walking real slow. I'm real careful. I don't want to slip. I don't want to slip. I slowly open the car door. I slowly get into the car. I'm just like, I don't want the sandwiches to fall. I don't want anything to happen. I put the sandwiches down. I I, I pull the um the seatbelt over. You know, I kind of, you know, I unbutton my jacket, right? The heater's on in the car, whatever. I look over and I had gotten into the wrong car. 
<laughs> it was oh, some no. random guy's <laughs> car. <laughs> I had in slow motion, folks, walked minutes and I looked through the window to my friend who was sitting in the other car and she was laughing so oh, hard that she couldn't stop to like say, Nagin, you're in slow no. motion getting into the wrong car. And the guy just didn't say a word. He just, I mean, minutes they all watched me do this. <laughs> No one could say anything because they were laughing so hard. And that's just one of those stories that I think about. So then I turned to him and I said, oh, I'm sorry, bud. These sandwiches are not for you. (laughs) Right. You just give me and bring the most amazing food during like a storm into some random person's car. And then you're like, oh, sorry. Sorry. By the way, this is before Uber, right? This isn't one of those things where it's like we all get into cars. No, I was getting into the front seat (laughs) of some random car that had nothing to do with me. Also, because I I don't know if this has happened to you, but I have car blindness living in New York City. I can't tell the difference between cars, right? Oh, not at all. I hate that when someone's like, I'm coming coming to pick you up in a uh, Chrysler Mobile. And you're like, like, yeah, whatever that is. All I know is cab or not cab. That's the only difference I can see with my eyes is cab or not cab. Um, So that's, I think, part of the problem that we encountered there. Uh, Folks... That is my funny story, Ophura. Oh. Thank you so much for sharing yours. Oh, Nagin. Uh, the next time I walk into the wrong car, and let me tell you, <laughs> it will probably be soon. <laughs> I'll think about what it would be like to do that with sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and friends. Oh, <laughs> yeah. friends. Friends. Um, Ophira Eisenberg, where do they find you online? You can find me at OphiraEisenberg.com or socials at Ophira E. And then don't forget to listen to her. Um, she is the wonderful host of Ask Me Another on NPR. Um, thank you to our production team here at Fake the Nation. That's our producer, Anita Flores, our talented audio engineer, Andy Christens. Uh, Gabby Alter wrote our theme music, and Lily Fleschler helps with research. And listeners, we love to hear from you. So send us your feedback, topics we should be chatting about, guest ideas you might have. You can leave us a voicemail at 331-901-0005, or you can drop us a line at comments at fakethenation.com. If you like what you hear, please favorite Fake the Nation on Stitcher, follow us on Spotify, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps people find the show. Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, here's to a much better 2021. We'll be back in your earballs next week. <laughs>